0: Good morning to each of you. I would like to focus this morning on uh, the word faith. And uh, I'm going to start in Hebrews 11, and then I want to look at uh, Moses in Exodus. Um, As I was studying for this, I was struck with how, how big the subject is and uh, how impossible it is to really cover it in a sermon. According to Scripture, uh, I believe what we see is that faith is one of, if not the most fundamental requirements for living and pleasing God. Just living life and pleasing God. Living well and, and pleasing God. Faith. Uh, we have a definition of sorts uh, in Hebrews 11. Uh, it says, uh, I think the King James says, Faith is the uh, substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Uh, in my translation here, the ESV says, "Now faith, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen." Now, I would uh, I would like to take about ten seconds here uh, to give you an opportunity to think, reflect uh, on this verse. Uh, and w- just consider what thoughts and uh, feelings do you have about your faith uh, when you think about this verse. Uh, without faith it is, uh, in this verse 6 now, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now read that again, without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, what, what are your thoughts for yourself when you think about that verse? There's hope for you? Okay. Can you say more? If God really is interested in you, if I seek Him to face it with us, He is peaceful. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else? Your thoughts? Okay, now, I want to say that uh, this is one of the reasons that I enjoy being around Brother Dan. He generally has a fairly positive uh, response to situations, I think. He might deny this, but... um, I don't think he usually starts out by thinking about the negatives and the worst things. I think I'm right. Um, But he might want to talk with me after church, and that's fine. Uh, Here here are some reflections I have on this verse. Uh, The verse says that you cannot please, please God without faith. And it says that if you want to come to God, you must believe that He is. And uh, in my conversations with people, and in my reflections on myself, uh, now I'm trying to I'm trying to get you into this subject. All right. In my my thoughts, uh, you know, hearing people talk about faith and the issues, the questions they have. Uh, I think people, many people have fundamental questions about faith and the meaning of faith and their own faith. And uh, questions about what it means to believe that God is or to have faith in God. What what does this mean? So I, I have some questions for us this morning. Does believe that God is... We must believe that God is. Does that mean believe that God is God? Or does it mean uh, believe that God is as in exists? Or does it mean believe that God is able to do, you know, it's kind of like it's not filled in, able to do what he says he would do or uh, does it mean believe that he is able to do whatever we want him to do, that we believe he can do? Uh, I think people have that, those kind of questions, believe that God is. Uh, then there are questions about how does faith make it possible to please God? Uh, what does it mean to please God? And, and how much faith does pleasing God require? And there are examples in the Bible of people who apparently had little faith. They said they did. Or God said they Jesus said they did. And uh, some of the stories in the Bible look like the people didn't really have much faith. Uh, there are questions like, am I pleasing God? And, uh, and if I'm not, what, what role does faith have in that? And, and if you lack faith, well, uh, how do you get it? Uh, how, do, how does faith grow? Then there's another kind of question. I, I hear people talk about this a lot, that uh, as if faith in God should mean that God does not allow bad things to happen. Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Or why do we have, uh, why doesn't he change these bad situations if he's against evil? And uh, and I'm sure that many of you have had these kind of questions and that we don't always voice them, but sometimes we do. Um, and so I, I want to reflect a little bit this morning on what faith is and, and what it meant for Moses to have faith and, and what it means uh, for, for you, me, to have faith. And I'm not um, necessarily going to answer all those questions, but I, I do have some thoughts that I'll uh, make along the way here in response to some of those questions. Uh, Concerning the definition of faith, uh, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Uh, The the idea of assurance or substance, the substance or assurance of things hoped for, it has the idea of the foundation. Uh, That which is underneath, that which undergirds, gives substance to, or makes something valid. Faith makes spiritual realities true, valid. And and then, of course, you can ask, and I've asked sometimes, well, is it true just because I believe it is, or is there something more to it than that? Just have faith in faith. Okay, well, that's not what he's talking about. So faith is what gives uh, faith is in God and it's in things that he said. Faith is what gives assurance or confidence uh, in the promises of God in what cannot be proven rationally. In other words, there are facts or truths that we are believing or they, they are the foundation of our faith. But faith maybe um goes beyond these facts in other words not everything that we believe is true can be proven rationally and i've i've um sat in college classes and whatever and and uh listened to the professors work really hard to give um the proofs for god's existence and various other things and uh I I wondered sometimes if I didn't really have uh, a good enough mind or I don't really do too well with abstract, um, (laughs) I don't know. It might be partly from growing up on a farm, I don't know. You know, where things are uh, pretty much you touch them and you twist on them and you milk the cow and you feed them and this and that, and it's all very physical and very present. And I'm just confessing that I struggle sometimes with these abstract things, and I'll just say that my faith in God goes beyond the arguments I heard people make that were supposed to convince me. I, I just was never... Um, I, know, I was never totally convinced just because someone in class gave, gave some profound argument that someone thought had, had proven the point. And I feel bad about that, but hey, I mean, I'm just telling you. Um, faith <coughs> faith uh, gives us confidence about what we cannot see with our eyes and make sense of sometimes with our brains. And uh, we are believing it because God said it. So it is the faith in God. And, uh, of course, then that means uh, there's a certain kind of God, and so our faith has to be in the God that is. <laughs> All right? Uh, faith is a confident expectation about those things that are hoped for, it says here. Um. And they cannot be seen. Somehow faith makes them real. Faith gives us confidence that spiritual and unseen realities are true. And even though we can't prove it, they're true. Can't prove it necessarily by reason and logic. Faith gives us confidence in these realities. Uh, So faith is Being sure of what we hope for, it is envisioning as real what we hope for, what we desire. And then it is out of our faith that we make choices and take actions that bring into existence the things that we envision, the things that we hope for, the things that God has said are true. And I believe that, that is true about our lives in the, the Sunday school lesson about uh, purifying ourselves. I think it is the result that the, our responses to God and choices we make about how we live our life and and uh, that we choose not to sin instead of sin, uh, those kind of choices are made out of our faith in God and our faith in a spiritual reality that is not seen it is choices we make based on something eternal as opposed to a present pleasure and this, this is what faith does for us we envision a reality that, that is not just a physical present reward we, we envision a reality that is eternal and then we live in faith and hope because of who God is and our our faith in God and our faith in Christ. Uh, now, I, I want to say that I, I don't mean that you can uh, have whatever you desire, as in if you have a desire and trust God enough, you will get it. I, I don't mean that. But I mean that God... Uh, God does work, He does reveal himself, and He does work in us, and we can choose the thing that he that we know is good and right. Uh, we take action based on what we envision that is true and right, and we participate with God Now this is a Sunday school lesson too. We participate with God in bringing into existence the things we believe God has promised or desires for us. So our lives do demonstrate uh, our faith and so on. Uh, Now, then I reflect on my life, and uh, we all reflect on our lives, and those of us who are older, we have more life to reflect on. And... uh, You know when you're when you're ten, fifteen, twenty years old i think I think it's fairly easy, and I did this It's fairly easy to think that that you have a lot of faith in God, and that your life will not be like something, you know. And then life goes on, and uh, later in life, you know, you start you start realizing that life was not the way; it wasn't as simple or as easy. Um, the the situations were more challenging than you anticipated, and you never envisioned the kind of difficulties or the. the <laughs> oh, I shouldn't chuckle, but. You, you don't envision when you're young uh, the challenges in, in relationships and even in relationships with, with people that you really respect or that, uh, that you love. And, and so life, life has challenges. And so, so then I think to myself as I reflect on my life that there have been times when I had radical faith. There have been uh and i i'll give I'll just give one example um i i remember i remember at Faith builders in the first year or two that that place <clears throat> that that place dear people that place you people have no idea what went on up there for us. that place was a total disaster okay did you hear that it was and (laughs) I remember the first time we drove in there and and when Mary Sue saw that place she's like I cannot believe I cannot believe that you're doing this I cannot I can't (laughs) she was just aghast, and and you know the uh the thing about it is that as time went on uh her point of view uh, was demonstrated to be fairly accurate, and it, it really—I mean, everything about the building and everything—it just—it just turned out to be really, really tough. And I remember a group during the first year or two. A group came from Belleville, and they—we they, went through the building, and and we were sitting in the office upstairs which was not the office because it was in too big a disaster to be one. But we had we had some, uh, there was a couch there of some kind of, anyway, the, all these young people were there, there. Some of them were married. And this one couple, the, the wife said uh, something like, uh, Myla, what is it that you see here? you must have you, you you must have some kind of abnormal faith and i think i laughed <laughs> i mean it it was like oh well hey you know i mean it's just whatever it has to be it has to be you know it's just what it is okay and some things I think we all have faith, and it can be fairly radical. But then there are other areas of life and other situations that we really don't have much faith. We don't demonstrate much faith. And Now when I think about all that, then I think about the people in Hebrews 11 that are given as examples of faith. And would you agree with me Sometimes, have you ever wondered why they're in there? Have you ever wondered that? Please. Some of them, have you ever wondered how they got there? Because some of the things they did, they just did not demonstrate faith. And this is true of Abraham, and it's true of Moses, and it's true of some others. So, how does how does this work? And... um and then I think you know the the one the one thing that gives me courage like brother Dan is that it it tells me that God's evaluation of us and our faith it's not always based apparently on the same things we base it on uh, I think I think apparently a person who actually trusts God um God's evaluation is kinder than ours, apparently, and I I don't know what you want to say to me about that. I'd like to read here, uh, beginning in verse 24, uh, about Abraham, I mean about Moses. I want to focus on Moses a little bit here. Um, Beginning in verse 23, By faith Moses when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith the people crossed the Red Sea, as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned, and so on. Uh, It's as if for Moses, uh, we, we know he made mistakes, but it's as if his choice at age 40, he was 40 years old when he chose the people of God. It's as if the choice he made at age forty to identify with God and God's people, and forego the the pleasures of sin in Egypt, and the and the and the uh, faith he demonstrated in many situations, it's as if that overshadows uh, the failures that we think about. Now. In Exodus 14, and I, I want to do just a little bit of um, story here of his life, just a few a few places. Uh, Exodus 14, first of all, uh, at the Red Sea, and they they are they now have left Egypt. Well, we could back up. I'm not going to turn to anything, but. Um, The burning bush story is a beautiful story. But, you know, uh, Moses really, really, in some ways, did not do well with God at at the burning bush. And he did a lot of arguing. But here we come, here we come to the Red Sea. And uh, this is maybe unfortunate, but I have to... (laughs) I have two translations here. Uh, you know, uh, this translation issue, we ought to have a conversation about that sometime. Have you ever had a conversation about translations? Have you? we yeah. have? I've missed them all, yeah. Okay, I don't know what they were, so. Uh, 14 verse 10. Uh, When Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? That really doesn't sound accurate to me, okay? It doesn't. But that's what they said. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Now, I can understand the people's fear, uh, but I'm I'm a a little bit, maybe the word is shocked, by Moses' response to them and the confidence that he expressed, the faith in God that he expressed there. Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And I'm not sure that he knew uh, how God would deliver them. But he had confidence that God would. And I don't understand in verse 15, uh, God's statement to him, the question, why, are you, why do you keep crying to me? Well, there's no evidence in the text that Moses was having a fit with God, in my words, um, but these people were upset at Moses. And, and I think you read through the stories in Exodus, it, they are upset a lot of the time. Anytime something didn't feel good, they are upset. Anytime there's need for some change, they are upset. And people do, people do resist change. Uh, we all do. And it's hard to trust God when something is changing. And uh, we sit here together this morning, and, and I am very sure that many of us have things in our lives that we are troubled by, and we aren't sure what to do with them, and we're not sure how to trust God in them or what He's got up to. We, we don't know. Um, <clears throat> but the way we are in these situations often is we want something to be different. But we don't know what God is up to, and, and we're actually scared of the thing that would make it different. And uh, this this is what Israel is experiencing here. Uh, Moses saw the same enemy as the people saw, but he had some internal understanding, awareness that God is up to something. Uh, so he made these statements profound. I wish I, wish, <laughs> I, w- I wish I would have in my life made more of these kinds of statements, you know, and you as fathers and ordained men, just uh, where are we in this? Fear not, God is going to do something. We may not know what, but he is up to something. Uh, when Moses stood there, he saw something that people didn't see. Uh, And so he made his statement, and then God showed him what to do, told him what to do, take that rod and do this, and Moses did. Uh, God, God God is present and God is working. That is what we see in the story there uh and he had a good he had a good uh end result in mind, something he intended to accomplish that they could not see and that's true for us uh, I believe most of the time this is my reflection on my own life most of the time the thing that we see it, uh, it One of the best illustrations I can think of to use to talk about this is it's like we see the bottom of a blanket. We see the bottom of something and we don't see the top. It's like Job uh, seeing all his trouble but he can't see what God is up to. He can't see the story. He can't see the storyline and he doesn't know what God is up to and that's how our life is many times. Now, I was going to look at Exodus 32 and 33, but we don't have time. So I'll just make a few comments about that. Uh, the, the, at, in Exodus 32 and 33, uh, it, Moses went up on the mountain and had this great time with God. And while he was up there, God told him that, you know, you have a problem. We have a problem. Well, actually, in some ways, God almost made it Moses' problem. You have a problem. Your people, your pe- he said, your people, Moses, are down there and they have made a golden calf and they're worshiping this calf. And, and God, <clears throat> you know, of all the stories in the Bible that explain something, say something about God, that this one is really pretty strong and radical. He is mad. God is mad. And, and he says things to Moses that sound like Moses is, problem, your people that you brought out of Egypt and so on. And then when Moses responded to God, he said, God, your people <laughs> whom you brought out. All right, they, they kind of put it on each other. All right. But Moses pled with God for these people. and then And then he went down. And what we see in this story is great faith. Moses having a lot of faith in God and begging God to be present with him. In other words, after, the, after this whole thing is over and dealt with, then God told Moses, you go on and lead these people out, but I'm not going with you. That's what he told Moses. And Moses said, I'm just really sorry, God, but I'm not going to do it. That's what he said. I'm not going to do it unless you go with us, because I'm not going to try to leave these people alone. And for all, for all Moses' failures, whatever, uh, we need to learn this lesson, that we cannot, you cannot live life without God. You cannot do it. And life can be difficult, and you might wonder where God is, but there's one thing, sure, you can't live it without God. And so there's the call to faith. Uh, Several reflections here. Uh, I believe the need to make sense of life and have reasons why things happen or the need to figure out God's role can kill faith. You hear that? I'm I'm just talking about myself. And Uh, the need to make sense of things and to have reasons why things happen to have human explanations for everything and add them up so that we can be okay with whatever's going on. The need to figure out God's role in it and, and a person's role and where they failed and what, what, all of this, I, I mean as valid as, as some of that is, too much of that kills faith. I believe we often, is another thing, I believe we often make God responsible for things that he didn't make happen. Okay, I really believe that's true. I, I hear people say things that I, I just feel like, you know, that is not, you're putting something on God that is the work of the devil. That was something God was doing, I mean, the devil was doing, and God didn't make that happen. So, God is not the author of evil. He doesn't make people do evil things. He does not. But it's also true that he doesn't come down and break people's arms when they're getting ready to sin. He doesn't. But he didn't make them do it. He was working against evil, but they did evil anyway. we, We often attribute things to God make him responsible for things. And I, I just feel bad for God in that. I mean, you know, it's like, he's not, you're blaming the wrong person. How about blaming the devil here? Faith is another thing. Faith is increased when our faith is in God. <clears throat> I, I think sometimes I, we, uh we are, we are disappointed and upset, and the reason is uh, we are trusting people. Our faith wasn't in God, it was in people. And I know we need to trust people, but people aren't God. And so ultimately our faith has to be in God. I mean, if you if you think about Moses in his life, if he had been trusting in trusting in the people, he, he he would have been he he would have quit. Uh, here's another thing: faith is exercised. Faith is increased by exercising it. <clears throat> but I also know that I've seen people uh, their faith decrease when they exercised it, and there wasn't a good end. Good result. That's a little bit of a challenge. So the thing that is supposed to grow our faith can also work against it. But it's still true that faith is increased by exercising exercising it. Uh, Faith is increased by having confidence that God is always present. That he always has a good purpose in mind. And if that is not God, I I don't know what to do. Okay? If it's not true that God is good, then I don't know what we're going to do. God is good and he is always good and he always has a good goal in mind, but we don't always understand it. And we don't always understand the process that God is using to get to his goal. And true, sometimes the devil is working and it gets in the way of what God wants to do. And bad things happen, evil things happen. That is true. God always has our ultimate best in mind and he's always working. He's always present and he's always working. And, and now these reflections then, sometimes here's how I feel. <clears throat> and I think this is biblical too to feel this way. Some, sometimes I feel like, God, uh, just please work to keep us, keep us for yourself until the end. And I do believe that's what he's working for. And then I think sometimes uh, I do enjoy life. Most of the time, I do enjoy life, but there are days when I'm thinking to myself, it will really be nice, it will really be nice to be on the other side." all right, And, and then I think to myself, well, that takes faith too to believe that, that 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 will actually be better than this, and that there actually is this other place. You get that? And so this is God. God, God is God, and He's who He is, and uh, may we have faith in Him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you're alive. Thank you that you're working. Thank, thank you that you have been working throughout history, and we even have these stories that we can read that tell us about you, uh, maybe more about you than about the people. Uh, meet us each of us here today in our journey in our struggle to believe in the circumstances of our lives meet us lead us work grow our faith in you and thank you amen